You're listening to Classic Movies Live on Heatwave Radio, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. And today, we're talking about El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Um, it is very hard to talk about this without spoilers. We do do a quick spoiler warning in the beginning. But uh, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, if you haven't seen El Camino... There are spoilers for those, and there's maybe some light spoilers for X-Men Origins Wolverine and also Jackie Brown. So, careful of those if you really want to see those movies and haven't seen them yet. And uh, now here's the Breaking Bad intro music. listening to Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show, where today we're talking about a movie that just came out, uh, and today what we're going to be talking about is El Camino. So I'm going to just start off by asking you, Pierre, what is your favorite track off the 2011 Black Keys album, El Camino? That's a very good question, but I have neither heard nor of nor listened to the album, so it's hard to say. I have, however, seen El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie recently. Sick. Let's talk about that instead, then. Perfect. Thank God. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to pause right there for a moment and just say it's going to be really, really, really hard to talk about this movie without spoiling the movie. We're going to try. But more importantly, even if we don't spoil this movie, we're going to end up spoiling Breaking Bad. So if you don't want either of those things spoiled for you, here's your spoiler warning. Just tap out now. Yeah, that's fair. I will say, though, however, that the movie does work pretty well as a standalone, going off that point, in my opinion. I think you could watch, like, it probably wouldn't be as enjoyable, but you could theoretically watch this movie, and it would make relative a relative amount of sense. Yeah, it, it works a little, it works detached from the plot of Breaking Bad, but it mm-hmm. definitely... Would There's, feel kind of weird. It it would feel kind of weird. Like you, if you could easily, I would say that you could easily rewrite this movie to work on its own. Yeah, because Except there were lots of flashbacks. Lots, That's the only problem. Yeah, I think. yeah. Well, even then, like if you really wanted to, you could adapt most of this to have those flashbacks not connect specifically to events from Breaking Bad. It's it's hard the way that it is written because it's not written that way, but I think that you could. Yeah. So like if we if I was to summarize like the main points of this movie, it's uh like without even referencing any characters, it's the main character has a car he really needs to get rid of. And so over the first hour you find out the story of like how he came into possession of that car. Um among other, like, through a time while he was being tortured. Mm-hmm. And then over the next half, 
It's him having gotten rid of the car, now trying to start his life over, yeah. in a way. And so the well, the, I'd say that was like the first act or whatever was getting rid of the car. Yeah, if even it might even be like smaller than that. Yeah, know, well, exciting incident or whatever. Yeah, okay, getting so that maybe maybe that wasn't the first half. Yeah, the first act. So I described the first act and the sec and the third act, and then the second act in between is him getting money to get away. Yeah. So like those individual elements could easily work detached from Breaking Bad. The fact that this is sort of an epilogue to Breaking Bad, they tie all of those into stuff that already happened in the series. I think it works really well. I've I've mentioned that this movie, I think this movie should really just be seen as a particularly long episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. And in that respect, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's by no means like a full epilogue or like a culmination of the series or I think it being a Breaking Bad movie is almost a misnomer, except that it's technically correct. Yeah, I guess. I didn't feel like, I, th- I think it tried to relate itself a little too much to the series. I thought the flashbacks were very excessive and really brought me out of the the pace of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be pretty interesting. And then, like, like, the flashbacks were, like, really long, too. Yeah. And, like, it felt weird that... Because I, I, Breaking Bad was a very concise story at all. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, he he made it for that ending, and he planned to end it there. I feel like this was he he never really planned to make a Jesse movie until yeah. recently, and you could tell because he, using the flashbacks, he had to insert. It felt like he was inserting things, f- like from the Breaking Bad era mm-hmm. that could pay off in the movie, right? Yeah. So like, it would have been really nice if he just took things that happened in Breaking Bad and brought them back instead of like having all these flashbacks to the Breaking Bad era, setting things up instead. Because I feel like it wasted, like, a lot of time. Yeah, um, I actually individually liked all the flashbacks, but I agree with most of everything you said. Yeah. Um, In particular, there's one flashback near the end that's the furthest back. Uh, It's... It's, it's with it's where Jesse is talking to Walter White, who is the yeah. main character of Breaking Bad. If you've made it this far and you haven't seen Breaking Bad, it's weird. I don't know what to say here. Yeah, but anyway, um, the one that's furthest back, that one really confused me because on its own it was a nice scene, mm. but I don't know why that couldn't have just been in Breaking Bad. It probably should have been. It didn't help this movie that much. No, it sort of it sort of sets up a like a a wistful reminiscence that the ending plays off of. Yeah. But it doesn't add to it that much. I guess, well, that that one, like, I guess it was kind of cute that, well, like, Jesse's last, or the, the flashback they choose for Walt was, like, back when they were, like, Walt was kind of, like, a good person still, yeah. you know? I'm guessing that was before... I think that was like probably like late season one, early season two. Yeah, and what I do like is you can see elements of Walt's not actually a fan. Like he's not, I mean, he's a good person at that point, but you can already see elements of his like controlling nature that eventually takes over in that flashback. Yeah, but at that point he's still kind of a father figure to Jesse. Exactly, yeah. And that's what he, it's kind of like that's what he chose to look back on Walt as rather than mm-hmm. like the monster he became in the end, you know? Right. So I really like that. It, but yeah, it would have been nice to 
link that to the show. Again, it just felt like, okay, that one wasn't bad because it was like maybe a minute, two minutes long. Yeah, that was pretty short. Um, But then like the, the Todd ones were very, I thought they were good. Like, so as like, if that was an episode of Breaking Bad, yeah. like the flashbacks with Todd, that would have been a really good episode, right? But then it just cut. Because, like, you'd, you'd have, like, a 10-minute flashback yeah. with them. And then it'd just be like, oh, yeah, I'm watching a movie about Jesse after Breaking Bad. I forgot about that. Yeah, so what what I thought was weird about the Todd flashbacks, because, like, I mean, I basically liked them the same way you did. I, I thought that um, it was a little strange the way they were integrated, mm. but also it... It fit to set up the current scene, but more importantly, it would have just been nice if that had been kind of its own episode. Mm-hmm. Or if the entire scene in Todd's apartment had been, uh, had been like the only place that Todd flashbacks happen, like where it's interspersed. So it's like he's searching here. Why is he searching here? Go back and Todd flashback. Yeah. And like maybe a little shorter. But I thought it was strange because... Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Breaking Bad. I started watching it probably in my second year of university. I started watching it the day it ended. Mm. Uh, I was like, oh, Breaking Bad's over. Time yeah. to watch it on Netflix. Yeah, that's kind of when I got into it, too. Because um, that's when it got really, I think, like, season four or season five was when Breaking Bad, like, really, like, became mainstream. I think because yeah. it was on Netflix. It became came yeah. on Netflix at the time. That, yeah. that was really big for it. Um. But uh, I don't – it's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember Todd – I don't remember enough about Todd where I can make, like, real big judgments. But I don't remember Todd being quite as much as, like, a stereotypical horror movie psychopath as he was in this movie. I mean, he did a couple pretty... Like, he he was a pretty sketchy guy regardless in the show. Yeah. But, like, this sort of recontextualized him and made him way creepier in a way. It, and I don't I don't know if that is consistent with the show or not. I don't, I don't remember. I wouldn't... It I, wasn't I, inconsistent. From what I remember, it, it was pretty similar. They just, yeah, they packed a lot more into yeah. it. Um, but it made, it made sense to me. Like, I don't think... I never saw him as, like really cruel person he just doesn't really have any empathy yeah yeah he doesn't understand empathy so like you kind of like you kind of like is it really i mean it's his fault but then also like i don't know it's hard to say because i personally i know a lot of people hate him yeah i i don't it just feels like he was raised the wrong way Mm -hmm. and he's like been put in a shitty situation he he doesn't understand he's his uncle is a neo-nazi correct yeah his uncle that's that's how he brings because he was working for Walt and Jesse at the beginning of season five. I can't remember yes. why they hire him. They hire him because uh, he's. They meet him when he comes in with I think his uncle to like. Um, I think he. I think they come in to move a meth lab or something because it's they cover the Maybe. house and it's it looks like they're like debugging the house. Yeah, they were exterminators. Yeah, and I think that they might have been exterminators, but actually they were there for a different purpose. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was the point. Um but yeah, I, I, he was he was nice to have. Um it felt kind of weird to see he he gained a lot of weight since his role in Breaking Bad, so that was a little odd to see too, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the flashbacks themselves weren't bad. It's just like the way it, it, it was cut through the movie was kind of tough. Um, I will say again, like the, the villains that were, they brought in, I really hoped, I, I thought they would be from Breaking Bad. I thought that would have been really 
interesting to see, but... Well, especially because one of them said I was waiting to... I was wondering when you'd remember me, and I'm right? like, I still don't remember you. Because he wasn't in the show. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. That's the problem. So I, I thought that was really... Honestly, I, I thought it was really forced because it just made it so obvious that there were no... Because he, he closed off every single type of loophole... Or, like, subplot in Breaking Bad, right? Vince Gilligan? Yeah, with so, the exception of, with the, I guess the exception of what happened to Jesse, because Jesse sort of just runs away. Yeah, I mean, I would have been, I think that was a fine that, ending. That was a yeah. fine ending. It was just, just like, that's the only thing he can still pick up and maybe do something yeah, with. Yeah, but then, yeah, it's just the over, it felt, it felt like, it almost felt like, sounds stupid, but insecure of, like, because he had this, he basically spent half the movie setting up something for Jesse to do mm-hmm. this movie, you know? And it just felt really forced, if that makes sense. Yeah, of that, that makes sense. Don't get me wrong. It was like, it was good. Yeah. It's just like, I don't, I don't, I feel like this movie didn't, still doesn't really need to exist. Because I was just really hoping that, like, I thought it would have been really cool if, like, maybe back in season three there was, like, a, a small thing, like, some kind of villain that they never, like, killed or I don't know but like and he comes back later and he's like kind of like a small threat but big enough to like kind of matter mm-hmm. I guess and the aftermath of like the the collapse of the collapse of Walt's like meth empire right right um but yeah it was just like oh you remember this guy that like we're gonna insert a guy that Jesse saw once and then and make, like make him a villain again not super convinced Jesse saw him once yeah, well, well, that's the thing. It was like, because when he said that, he's like, I was wondering when you'd remember me, Pinkman. And I was like, oh, so, like, that's exciting. Like, there's a, this guy, I don't remember him, but he's back, you know? I, and I was like, oh, I wonder what episode he's in. And then they do the flashback, and I'm like, oh, we never... That, and even in the flashback, he didn't do much either. He's just the guy that set up the the um, the mechanism that kept him trapped. Oh, I didn't even realize that was him. I was like, right? I, I thought it just said, oh. like, I thought he just said, I was wondering when you'd remember me. And yeah. then, like, they just never touched on that again. I didn't realize oh. he was the guy that set up the mechanism. Yeah. Because he, he had he a looked, lot of hair. He looked really different. Yeah. I don't know why. Because he looked very suave, like, yeah. in the movie. But then when they do the flashback, he looks like, He's got, like, a huge beard and ugly hair and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. is this really the same guy? Are you sure? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. That kind of sucked. Um, especially because they, they were the main villains, mm-hmm. essentially. Kind of villains. I mean, as far as this movie has villains, yeah, th- that was them. As far as they yeah. could go, yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than, like, I, I'll, I'll say some good things, like, Aaron Paul put in a great performance. Yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't really... I remember, like, when Breaking Bad ended, I was really expecting his, like, career to, like, shoot through the roof, but that never really happened. No. Um, um, and I can kind of see why. Well, his I, next thing immediately after Breaking Bad was Need for Speed. Yeah, and that <laughs> that didn't help anything. Yeah. You know? That's based off of... Need for Speed's a video game, right? Yeah. Like, just to be 100% true. Yeah. yeah. You never... Don't, don't star at a video game movie. That's just I bad. feel like... I feel like unless your career is really, really secure, that is a, that's a bad idea. It is. Especially like, if it's your first movie, like, feature-length film after... Yeah. Um, he I don't remember if that was his... Though. I don't know if that was his first feature film, but it was definitely his first starring role. Starring like, in role, anything after Breaking Bad. Big budget Brad. movie. Yeah. After Breaking Bad. So it was at, like, the peak of his popularity. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks. I heard he was good in that movie, too. It was just, I'm, like... I'm sure he was. I haven't seen it. it. Yeah. We'll talk about it next week for sure. But like, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, he was good. I thought. Can we actually do a Need for Speed episode? That'd be interesting. It'd be funny. There's no other way I'd watch that movie (laughs) unless I had to. Um, but yeah, he could put in every. I think everyone else put in a good performance. Mm -hmm. Um, like the villains were kind of. I liked how they were like intimidating, but they were honestly such a small. Like they weren't like a huge threat. There was just like these guys that want money. I know. I like uh, did. Maybe you could interpret it as me having said bad things about Todd earlier, but I think Jesse Plemons was awesome as Todd. I yeah. thought he was a it was a great performance. He's actually a great actor. I think. He is puts in a great performance. Uh, honestly, every time. so the my main thought when it comes to Jesse Plemons after watching this movie is I'm really worried he's going to get typecast. Because <laughs> I think he already is. He, honestly, he might be. Have because, you seen him in Fargo? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Because like his character in Fargo is a a good guy version of Todd. Yeah. And then, like, just, in this movie, he's just an even more bad guy version of Todd. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know that he... I don't know much else that he's been in. I know I've seen him uh, in other things. Black Mirror? Oh, he was in a Black Mirror episode yeah. where the spaceship. He's the, basically, again... And he was also basically creepy Todd. Yeah. Except, well, I will say, like, on the, the All of those characters are slightly different. Yeah, but, but they share the same characteristic very similar, of, like, yeah. socially inept person mm-hmm. that kind of simple, doesn't really, like... Uh, okay, actually, in Black Mirror, I thought it was a pretty different... Perf- like, it, same it, basis, yeah. but uh, he did have, like, a confident self, too. Like, yeah, remember how sure. he switches from, like, insecure, like, geeky, like, doesn't really talk mm-hmm. to people to, like, confident, evil space spaceman or yeah, space yeah. captain? Um, that was kind of cool. So he can... Do that. I He's just, got some range, and I just I I hope that he gets a lot more roles that let him sort of off. play with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, every everyone else, Brian Cranston, he looked very weird. He was wearing a bald cap. I could <laughs> easily tell because his forehead looked yeah a little massive. But it was nice to see him again. Same thing with Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike. I, I forget the actor's name. John. Oh, I don't know the actor's name. I feel I feel bad now, but he he had a small scene at the start. Mm-hmm. I I did like how every part of Jesse moving on had something in relation to like the characters that were like important in Breaking Bad. Like, yeah, like Mike suggested him to go to Alaska, and he chose Alaska because of that. Mm-hmm. And then like Walter was like his inspiration to like start over, kind of. And then I guess like his Jane, Jane was kind of so. like. So she was the last flashback. Yeah, she it was, was la- cute. I I liked that flashback a lot. Yeah. I really liked that flashback because yeah. like that's the only person he's like ever really loved. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So that I don't was... think he even had any other girlfriends during the well, show. There was that girl. Remember the one they kill? Todd kills oh. on the show and- Andrea or something. Okay. Yeah. But it didn't really feel roughly. like the. It wasn't the same. It as wasn't the same. Jane. No. Um. See, that was really. I thought that was really touching. I can't remember what. They talked about Well, she says, um, he says, you know, I like your philosophy, just going where the universe takes you. And she's like, no, that's a terrible philosophy. It's yeah. a lot better to just make those decisions yourself. Oh. Which he, he flashes back to that as he's like, just made the decision to go to Alaska and start his life over completely from scratch, basically. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So that those were, those were cute. I, see, I love those flashbacks. Yeah. Because they were short. They were sweet. Mm-hmm. They were like clean. Like they had nothing really to do with the plot, other than like yeah. kind of Jesse's guiding star. And like I, I, I did really like the flashbacks to him and Todd in the apartment. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the flashbacks to him being tortured. 
And no. those that's because those ones felt too long for what they were actually conveying. Yeah, I thought, well, okay, well, what flashbacks were there with them being tortured? I remember the one with the... Him running back and forth, him, was... him getting let out of the, uh, of the, like, hole in the ground. Yeah. That one was just a little longer than it had to be. Oh, okay, that's I did really like the camera techniques they were using in that one, though, because, like, cool. uh, the way they shot it, anytime, uh, you know, it would be shot, reverse shot of him and Todd, yeah. and anytime that Todd was speaking, you couldn't actually see his mouth, so it was, like, really infuriating yeah. to watch. Well, I, I kind of like, like, okay, when I first saw that scene, I thought, like, oh, we get, like, a quick glimpse of Todd, that's kind of cool, but we never, like, see him, um, but then they, like do a whole scene with them. I thought that kind of ruined the the kind of, like, subtlety of it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. But, like... like quick little taste. Considering it was a scene about torture, I'm yeah. totally cool with the fact that it was not subtle. That's true. In, in, for that scene. Well, see, like, the whole thing... We didn't need to know Jesse was tortured more because we already saw, like, yeah, the that's effects the thing it is, had on it. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, those scenes were longer than they needed to be. Yeah. they. I think that a big part of the reason that a lot of those flashbacks were as long as they were is they were trying to set up the relationship between Jesse and Todd. Mm-hmm. But it was very apparent very quickly. Like, the actors did a great enough job that they didn't really need to set that up. That was yeah. just... That was just there. Yeah. So they didn't really need to make those scenes as long as they were. Like, there's a no. scene of Todd driving out into the desert, and, like, you can just show us him in the desert, honestly. Well, I think I think the problem, it might have, like, the way I see it is I feel like Vince, um, the writer, Vince yeah. Gillian, he, he had a, he had, he had that flashback to, like, establish Jesse's motivation of, like, getting the money from Todd's place. Right. But then he realized, shit, this is a really long flashback just for setup. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to add some character development in it just to make it feel useful, you know? Right. Um, or else it's just like exposition, mm-hmm. complete exposition. So. And like, as for what it's worth, the flashback was done well. I just think that the flashbacks. It was just. Be- because of how related. strong every other part of the movie was, mm-hmm. even the fact that the performances in the flashbacks are great doesn't still the flashbacks are the weakest part of the movie yeah it kind of like wait have you seen game of thrones i have like you you remember like the theon torture scenes yeah i always thought or i i didn't always think this but like after reading the the books for they 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 never cover theon's torture because like it's the same thing with jesse when you see jesse and like the i think it was like because you see him at basically after the season finale at the season finale again I think he's been imprisoned by the the neo-Nazis for, like, a few months. Right. Just, like, the look on his face and, like, the way his body is. You can just tell, like, what happened. You right. Don't, you don't need to see the scenes, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's, it's unnecessary. Um, it's kind of the same thing as in X-Men Origins Wolverine mm. where he uh, comes to the lab and he sees what's happened to Wade Wilson yeah. that is Deadpool. And, like, you can just see from the fact that they've silenced yeah. him and that he's uh, – this was supposed to be a joke, but, like, it's I not mean, going to I mean, dude, honestly, But also, works. yeah, kind yeah. of. It's great. It's great. I think that's a great cinema where you can just kind of look at – and it takes, like, half a second yeah. and then you can just kind of fill the gap, right? Yeah, exactly. But then, yeah, this movie kind of well, tried to – that's what my it. dad it just became uh, like torture porn in a way. You know? So like to sort of sidestep here for a moment, um, my dad uh, does not love Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've said before, he really likes Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. but like in general, he kind of um, 
he kind of doesn't like Stephen King's approach to horror, and hopefully I'm not misrepresenting this if he's listening. But it's, but the point is, like, he talked to me about it a while ago, and he was like, I think it was while he was trying to hype up the birds, like the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm. Um, and he was saying, so with Stephen King horror, like, someone will go into a hotel, and they'll try to get this hotel room, and the concierge will be like, are you sure? People have died in that hotel. It's very not subtle. It's very on the nose. It's like, this is a spooky thing, and this is going to spook you. Where with Alfred Hitchcock, like, it's so, uh, like, it's incredibly subtle. Like, the birds, in one scene, there's just, like, a weird number of birds on on a person's lawn. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, you're terrified of birds because... It's built up just a little bit every time Mm. to the point where all of a sudden, you know, Alfred Hitchcock can do these terrifying things with birds that he couldn't do if he'd started from if he'd started at 100. Yeah. So I don't remember entirely where I was going with that. But (laughs) anyway, that's cool. Are you saying like maybe they could have. Well, I was. I, I think this is still up more subtly. Well, no, I'm I'm more I'm more saying that just sort of as like. It was just sort of to support the point of, you know, when you don't see what's actually terrifying, sometimes that's worse. And that's in the case of, like, with the Theon torture scenes and kind of in, in, the, Jesse scene, in the Jesse scenes in the original Breaking Bad. You know, at the very end, you see him and you see that he's been through some nasty stuff, but you don't know what it is because they, don't, they haven't showed it. Yeah. And that's, that makes it potentially a lot... Uh, more horrifying to see Jesse in that state than mm. after El Camino where we now know like what the torture was. Yeah. And like, I mean, you could do a lot worse than El Camino for sure. El Camino is no. very good. And mm. even the torture scenes are fine for what mm. they are. Yeah. But like not having that background, um, you know, leaving it all up to your own imagination is sometimes scarier or worse or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I will, I will say the scenes didn't diminish his torture. No, for sure. It wasn't like, physical torture which can get like pretty old pretty fast yeah very psychological um like that scene where jesse had the gun Mm -hmm. and he was like alone with todd in the middle of the desert he could have escaped yeah theoretically but he was just so broken that he he couldn't out of concern for i think it was andrea's kid if you remember that could be but that's part but like I, i feel like he could have Pulled it off, but like he was just so broken as a person at yeah. that point that like he didn't even want to try. You know, I that that scene was really good. It was uh, cool. And that it was scene tense. made me like, I don't know, man. That uh, so like, see, that's the thing with the, yeah, like the flashbacks I, it, hurt the movie, but then also they're so good that like I totally don't mind them being there in the end, which is so weird. It's very confusing, you know. Yeah, I kind of wish. I mean, there's just no way to do it now. The, sh- the show is over yeah. and was not made with the intention of making this movie, clearly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, part of me really wants to see these this movie just broken down into, like, three episodes and inserted in relevant points in the show. But there's no way to do that. No. It, it wouldn't work. But, like, the, th- the thing is, every part of this movie is good, but as a whole, it... Kind of suffers in a couple of key areas. Yeah. It might have been interesting to, like, make it 
No, actually, that wouldn't no. work. I was thinking, like, a part one and a part two. No, that would have like, been flashback. worse. That would have been worse because, like, the flashbacks weave into, like, yeah. what Jesse's doing at the time, so. It's really weird because, like, I would for sure say that this movie is probably the best it possibly could have been. Ah, uh, I disagree. <laughs> well, how, how how do you think I, it could have been better? I, well, I, I just, I think he could have added more. Because Jesse didn't really change as a person at all throughout the movie. It was just more of his adventure of getting away. Right? That's true. It's yeah. a cute, cute little kind of side story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really hoping for, like, Jesse to either, like, have moved on from his life. I mean, he kind of does in the end, but we mm-hmm. don't see that life. Or redeem himself in some way. Or maybe make up with his parents or something. You know, yeah. just kind of, like, maybe resolve one of the emotional arcs he had. Because, mm-hmm. like, all, all the, like, actual plot was finished by Breaking Bad. Right. But Jesse's, like... Jesse had a lot of emotional things that he never really got over. Like, like, yeah. Because we see his parents in the movie, um, and he kind of he does like a fake out like, um, ap- apology. I mean, I think he meant it, but right. Rem- do you do you remember that scene where he calls the, them? Yeah. To get them out of the house. Mm-hmm. So they're like he, he they could have. I think Vince could have done more with that. Um, like maybe like doing something with the kid Brock that he felt bad about. Um. Because his mom died because of him, stuff right. like that, yeah. And also, I don't know how I haven't talked about him yet. Uh, one of the main actors in this movie, he was, I guess, a side character, but like uh, Robert Forster is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a vacuum salesman who I was in Breaking Bad. I barely remembered him because yeah. he's a very minor role, but I think his, so he plays, he's a vacuum salesman, but his side gig is like, basically witness protection if you if you give him the money for it like he'll basically. he'll he'll reinvent your life mm-hmm. if you give him 125 thousand dollars yeah that's so honestly like, really cheap yeah <laughs> I'm surprised yeah 125 thousand dollars that's for an entire entirely new lease on life I guess like for what it's worth it's not official channels so it's not like you're completely scrubbed from existence but no. you're pretty close you're as yeah. close as you can get without going through like official witness protection yeah and he was great in this movie i loved every scene with him in it he was i don't i don't know what it is about it's a very subtle performance yeah. he doesn't like honestly he might have just been like acting like himself you know well like what but, i like, it works great what i did one of the things i really liked about breaking bad is you know, you've got sort of this you you've got like these new criminals who are Jesse and uh Walter White who are mm-hmm. essentially like just people like you and me who have resorted to crime for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um but then you also have like people who have basically gro- like made their entire lives as criminals. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the that's sort of the group that Robert Forster's character in this belongs to to and Mike to some degree because like they're just so matter of fact about everything. Like Robert Robert Forster's uh, character, he'll he's like, "All right, I'll do whatever you need, hundred twenty five thousand dollars, and if you can't deliver, then please get out of my store." Yeah. Like it's it's very. I mean, as a society, we have this image of criminals, and all of the career criminals in Breaking Bad go completely against that image. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just really cool. Um, yeah, do you, have you ever seen Better Call Saul? I started watching it, and the first season is very slow, mm. so I did not finish it. Okay. Well, there is a scene with Mike where he talks about 
there's good criminals, there's bad people. No, there's shit. There's good criminals and there's bad people, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So or like so like you can have criminals that break the law. Right. But then they still have like an honor system, you sure. know, of like 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 that guy where it's like, I need this amount of money or else I can't help you. Like he has yeah. rules, you know? Yep. And then there's people like there's bad criminals or like like or bad people like Walt who is a criminal but also he doesn't really follow any rules he just kind of tries to manipulate and that, yeah and that's it well, in the end that's actually kind of why he wins because he was the guy that kind of he was smart he was smart enough to know how how like the honor system works mm-hmm. but then like he also knew how to break it very well. Well, because he was smart enough to know about it but didn't care about it, he just yeah. could manipulate it for his own good. Yeah. Well, exactly, because there were people like Tuco that didn't really feel the same. Like, they weren't very honorable, but he was just a crazy person. Right, right. yeah. Whereas Walt, he, he was sane. He was sane, quote-unquote. Oh, I mean, you can say he's sane. He yeah. was a bad person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that that's why he, he won mm-hmm. in the end, yeah. Um... I also just wanted to talk about Robert Forrester because oh, sorry, uh, yeah. he he recently died. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the day El Camino came out. He died so. actually, yeah, the day El Camino came out, which, is... uh, which was also the first day that I watched Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. uh, which was, I believe, his only Oscar-nominated performance. Wow. Uh, he plays um, he plays Max Cherry, a bail bondsman in that movie, mm-hmm. and uh, he's. So Jackie Brown is the main character of that movie, but she, but uh, Max Cherry is kind of the reason he he's sort of the reason that Jackie Brown can do her entire plan, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, in that movie, he plays a bail bondsman who works doesn't work for Sam Sam Jackson's uh, gangster character, but like works with him a lot because. If uh, Sam, if if Samuel L., if any of uh, so Samuel L. Jackson is a uh, drug kingpin, and um, if any of his drug runners ever go to jail or get caught for any reason, what he does is he breaks them out. He goes to Max Cherry, the bail bondsman, pays him ten thousand dollars cash to get them out of jail, and then typically he kills them right after that, yeah. so that there's no trace. If there was an awkward silence there, or if you managed to hear some of that, uh, we just found out that we are, I guess, sitting on top of a nuclear power station or mm, something. I see. Something like underground. that. Underground. Yeah, there's there's some underground shenanigans going on. Um, That's the construction. Yeah, right maybe there. the mole people. But uh, anyway. Um, Where were we talking about Robert Forrester? Yes. Uh, Anyway, he very very good very good actor, and I know that he worked a lot. But it's it's kind it's almost criminal that like he didn't get <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, that he didn't get like a little more attention because um, he was he was a very he he had a very long filmography, and I think I've seen Breaking Bad and Jackie Brown that he's been in with him. Yeah, yeah. So well, there's a lot of movies out there. It's hard to keep track of. Them that's all. true. But like it's it's a shame he wasn't a bigger name than he was. But yeah. well, I mean, he delivered a great performance. He was an movie. excellent actor, and mm. uh, like I, he was probably my favorite part of El Camino. Mm. Just of the people, and there were a lot of good act actors in El Camino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, he was definitely my favorite part of Jackie Brown. Also, I want to talk about the cinematography. I thought it was really yes, it was please. A, it was a beautiful movie. Um, I, I'd say. 
Well, it's hard to tell because this used a movie format, so I think the the resolution was like the how do you say it? the aspect ratio was changed, mm-hmm. and the resolution was higher. So although Breaking Bad would have also used a sixteen nine, right? Because it I, was it was like isn't TV six. TV is generally 4.3, four, three. but, like, I think Breaking Bad did 16.9 because it's, it like, is? prestige television. I couldn't uh, – I'm not even sure. Like Game of Thrones doesn't even do – But Game of Thrones also 16, doesn't do 4.3. I'm pretty sure they do 16.9. No, are you sure? They don't do 4.3. I'm not sure. Well, anyways, it, anyway. it, looked, it looked like a great movie. I love, like, every even, – Even so, the resolution would have been better because movies film in a better resolution than That's TV true. regardless. Yeah, he's better stuff. Even if the aspect ratio is the same. Um, but yeah, it looked great. I, I wasn't sure because like Vince Gilligan, he's not really a director usually. He's usually a writer. Mm-hmm. But he directed the finale of Breaking Bad. And Which that was looked, a that good finale. Great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in this movie, I thought, I think it's really interesting that they can make a place, like I, I don't want to be mean, but like, like New Mexico isn't exactly like the most scenic place to be. So I think it's really hard to get it to look as nice as it does. But it really does look nice in Breaking Bad. Like, even when they show scenes of, you know, the great expanse of the desert, they show, like, really aesthetic parts of the desert. Right, yeah, it works well. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, really impressive. I I thought the soundtrack was good as always. Breaking Bad's always had a good soundtrack, in my opinion. And, yeah, like, just aesthetically, it worked very well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I just say, yeah, the movie was a little slow, very slow. Yeah. In fact. And, um, a lot of, a lot of, I guess, the more conventional issues, if that makes sense. Like it's, it's slow and, um, no, I mean, I guess I can't say a lot of, but like the, it being slow, um, I think is part of the reason it's part of the reason I say that you should really view this as another episode because mm-hmm. the episodes of Breaking Bad aren't pretty slow. Are, they're pretty slow, but also because you know there's a full season, they're fairly well paced for that. Mm. Um, but like this was not this definitely wasn't a fast paced movie by any stretch. No, and um, I yeah. will I will say it's very interesting, like how like especially considering how, I feel like he's like he breaks a lot of rules with this movie. Not, not so? rules, but like standard rules, like with the excessive flashbacks, mm-hmm. the very slow pacing for a movie, yeah. stuff like that, right? But then it still works really well despite things like that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I'd like to know sort of what his attitude was going into this. Like, what was he trying to accomplish with this movie? Because, um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of hung up on this point, but like... I want to know, did he go into this being like, I want to make the Breaking Bad movie? Or did he go in like, all right, it's time to make another episode, but we got a little more to work with now. Yeah, because that's what it felt like. Yeah. And and I mean, that's not the only thing I would be interested to know, but like that's, I'm, I'm just sort of hung up on yeah. that point. It might have just been a marketing thing where yeah. um, like he, he had this idea for like a long episode or yeah. a, a movie, but then like Netflix was like, all right, we got to like make this. Because Cam- like if it was called El Camino... Then maybe I could have seen it as like another episode or I don't know, but like calling it El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, made me think like, oh crap, like it's Breaking Bad, but now it's gonna be like epic or something, or like yeah. he's gonna go through a vast experience. Um, but no, yeah, just when Netflix eventually starts pushing, like stops pushing this movie hard, I hope that like if they ever bring on Breaking Bad, they just have it, you know, 
they'll have like season one, two, three, four, five, six, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. That'd be just cool, like, yeah. And Bra- Better Call Saul 2 maybe in there as well. Well, that is technically a different series, so they can just have them side by side. That's true. Well, I, I was honestly, I was really hoping we'd see like, because like, I think Better Call Saul season five is coming out soon. Right. I don't know when. I guess you haven't seen it, so but like, but anyway. I was hoping it really because it felt like a weird time to do this movie, right? Mm-hmm. So the only way I could think of it is like, oh, maybe it ties into Better Call Saul. It could in a way and helps it end <laughs> properly. I don't. I don't see how they that. I would, unless he finds Jesse in Alaska or something at the end for sure. But I, I guess know. I wouldn't be. Is Better Call Saul? I know Better Call Saul starts with flashbacks mostly. Is it now current? Like. No, not yet. Okay. Um, so, because in the very first episode of Better Call Hall, Saul, yeah. it's uh, he's in Omaha, Nebraska, and that's after the events of Breaking Bad, and then we go back. So he's not yet in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, so at the start of every season, they have like a little three-minute scene where they they show more of oh, his okay. life. And they're not, there, they're not time-wise there yet no. outside of that. I'm guessing that like the last season of Better... They might do a split season like Breaking Bad where like yeah. the first eight episodes of... Um, Better Call Saul season five or like the the last things before Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and then the next half is like his life after and like kind of resolving all the things right. from before. And maybe his life after would somehow I can see I, I wouldn't be surprised to see any episodes that are current potentially referencing something that happened in El Camino. Yeah. If if nothing else, I'm sure that we'll hear the same like radio broadcast with Walter White was found dead or whatever it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. I do kind of hope he gets a better a bit maybe a bittersweet ending, Saul, because I feel like everyone kind of got the shaft in Breaking Bad except for Jesse. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Jesse actually. You know. Well, in the series, yeah, he sort of the his ending gets sort of redeemed a little bit. Yeah. In this one. It's a little bittersweet, but it's yeah. as far as happy endings can happen, I would say this is the happiest. It is, yeah. It was yeah. a sweet send-off. I liked how Jesse felt like his own person mm-hmm. again. I remember like season four and season five-ish, he just felt like like Walt's like he, he was connected yeah. to Walt no matter what, and Walt determined his fate. Whereas this was like the first time in like I would actually say that's the central theme of the movie is just Jesse becoming his own person because up until that point, not only in Breaking Bad, but even sort of a little bit before that, he never yeah. really was. Yeah, like like Walt's the one that got him into the meth business, mm-hmm. like real really got him into the meth business, and then like he's also the one that like like kind of screwed screwed over his girlfriend, and right? Like, and then and then also like. His, Probably the one that got, screwed over his girlfriend. Got him enslaved by the neo-Nazis. Yeah. And then also released him. Jesse didn't escape himself. Right. So this was the first time Jesse decided his own fate. Exactly. And that was really... I thought that was that was just cool. I guess, you know what, maybe in a way that was like a character, emotional mm-hmm. character resolution for him of that he, he became his own man for once. Yeah. It's not very much character development, but it's, it's no, a little bit it's and it's, subtle. you know... That's it's really all the character development that it needed to have, I guess. Yeah. It could have been nice if there was more. But yeah. Anyway. Um where are we at? I don't know. I think we should wrap up. Yeah, okay. Let's wrap up. Yeah, so I guess to wrap up, uh Pierre, who would you say is the cutest actor on Malcolm in the Middle? <laughs> <laughs> 
I've never seen Malcolm in the middle, so probably Hal though. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would also say He's probably, coolest. probably Brian Can- Cranston. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how what different these characters are, but he plays them so well. Honestly, like yeah. I feel like the same person because Walt always had like these like dark comedy moments, but like for sure, it kind of mixes. But he is, um, yeah, they they are very different characters, although. I mean, I, if you really want to find similarities, you can. But exactly. no, it's just Brian Cranston's a good actor with some good range. Yeah. So. Is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would recommend this movie. Um, either way, I thought, I just think it's a good movie to talk about. It's yeah. very interesting. Like I, I haven't been this like interested in talking about a movie right. in a long time because there's just there's a lot to there's it's very it's very good, but also very it tries a lot of things that kind of work and kind of don't. Yeah, and I like that. So I do think that uh, it's important to have seen Breaking Bad for this movie. I mean, now that I think about it, like it might stand alone. And I'd certainly be interested to hear from someone who watches this movie completely without seeing Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. But I honestly don't even think you're going to be interested in this movie without having seen Breaking Bad. That's true. So um, that said, I would definitely recommend it. It's. Mm. As far as episodes of Breaking Bad go, this is a high-quality episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. And I would recommend it for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if anyone does watch it without having seen Breaking Bad, that's I'd like to hear from them. I want to yeah. know what people think without having seen the source material, Yeah, basically. that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I recommend. Um, for sure. And uh, do you know what we're talking about next week? Uh, next week, I believe it's either Need for Speed, Monster House, or The Lighthouse. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> exactly what I was looking for. It'll be one of those for sure. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys.